Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Today we are reviewing the movie that everyone is raving about. The potential next film franchise, sci-fi franchise. Maybe in 30 years we're talking about it the same way people talk about Star Wars. Oh. And that is the movie Dune. Yeah, starring everyone. Timothy Chalamet, Dave Bautista, Zendaya. I purposely said her name wrong. Um... (laughs) Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Javier Jason Bardem, Momoa, uh, David Dashmalashian. Which, before we even talk about the movie and we jump in the pot, I just want to make one statement clear right here, right now. A beard does wonders for Jason Momoa. I'm going to say it. I, I don't, You didn't look that bad. I thought it was fine. And then following the Dune review, we are going to do another ranking. Um, we don't do rankings every podcast, but when, it, when applicable, we do. I, just, just to be clear, it's a draft, not a ranking. A draft, sorry. We're going to be drafting the top five species. Now, some people might ask, why are we doing species? Oh, it's like a sci-fi movie. There's different species. Yes. Um, the real reason is because uh, spices is a very uh, integral part of the plot in this mm-hmm. film. Yep. And I texted Tyler uh, spices, and he thought I said species. <laughs> and I made a full list for it. So I had to audible and do a species list. <laughs> so we're going to do that after the pod. Let's get in the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't do so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Ty, before we jump in, one thing I want to touch on. Actually, maybe two things, since I literally just thought of it right now. Okay. Um, first thing, small thing. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yep. There was that picture of him fighting Doc Ock, and he was strangling him. And then in the text, it said, Lizard and Sandman were in the film. Uh, It did? Yes. Okay. I don't know how real that was, but it looked like it was from the magazine excerpt. I just saw something else that that said the director, quote-unquote, said those are still rumors, which is just ridiculous because they're not. (laughs) Um, So I just wanted to... uh, I just wanted to, to say that. I can't fucking wait for Spider-Man. Me neither. There's a trailer coming out any day now. Yep. Um, probably with the Eternals release, let's be honest. Yeah, everyone has got to be right around there. Like, oh, it's it's rumored, you know, Spider-Man, because there was a leak saying the trailer was going to come out soon. 
and it all it just makes sense. They're gonna release it like the day before Eternals comes out, like that Wednesday. Release it on then, the internet, and then everyone who goes to watch Eternals opening night will have it playing. Yeah, so that's what's gonna happen. Second thing, also Disney related, Lightyear, the yeah. uh, Pixar animated film that they announced during the Pixar Investors Day, which seems like how long ago was that? Feels like a while. I feel like that happened like recently, and it was like, oh, Lightyear, that's gonna oh. be made in like five years, and it's coming out next year. Yeah. Um, it looked the trailer seemed very serious. Yeah, so it's a very film. dramatic music in the background. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, pause the pod, go watch it. It's like a minute thirty. It doesn't really show much of the plot or anything. No dialogue is spoken. Um, I thought someone said one thing. Maybe one word at the very end. Yeah, Chris Evans did like a like a laugh. Oh or yeah, yeah. They said said like to infinity or something. Yeah. But then they cut before you get the you get the cum shot with the uh, <laughs> the money shot. Oh my god! Beyond. Um, it is the story of the real life Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. Um. Fans are wondering if politics had something to do with it. Um, no, I think it's what? just... I, yeah, Armin White's going to be all over that. <laughs> it's just a different film. Um, it looks very serious. It looks really beautiful. <laughs> like, oh, I I mean, I'm already giving it a 20 for <laughs> visuals just off the trailer. It's going to be the most beautiful animated film I've ever seen. I mean, we talk about that Toy Story 4 rain scene. Oh. Imagine what they could do in like the space setting now with modern technology. And, like You have the scene of him just like looking out the window, and it's like... It fucking looks real almost, and like the lighting and everything. The it's reflection gonna be... of the universe. That's what that was the number one thing that came to mind when they teased that. I was like, Pixar going balls to the wall in space. This is gonna be beautiful. They yeah. they messed around with Wally, but not a lot of that. Well, that was like, also really... thirteen years exactly. ago, <laughs> and they've advanced so far. Um, so that'll be interesting. I want to ask you, will Tim Allen be in this movie? Like, will they at the very end like show the toy? There's like got to the be the first something. toy that they make with Tim Allen's voice. There's got to be something because it's um, Goslin, right? Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. Oh, it's Chris Evans. That's yes. right. Yes. Um, so it'll be weird that it won't sound like Buzz Lightyear, but it is Buzz Lightyear. Well, it's the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, but then why wouldn't they just make the toy the voice of the real Buzz Lightyear, Jay? Because politics. <laughs> I hope that the end of the movie should be, or maybe it's a post-credit thing, like when they do their first credits, then it's a scene is like someone going up to to the Buzz Lightyear character and being like, "Look, here's the toy made after you," and then it's the Buzz Lightyear toy, and he pulls it and it says "To Infinity and Beyond" with Tim Allen's voice. Yeah, it's got to be something. Maybe even like a cameo is like Light Buzz's mentor, like the older <laughs> astronaut. Okay, I he's got to be in this somehow. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know though. Politics might have something to do with it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I just wanted to touch on that before we got into Dune. Ty, do you have a Dune synopsis for us? Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man, born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Isn't it weird how they have all these weird names and the guy's name is just Paul? Or fucking Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, they got real creative and then real lazy. Uh, Frank Herbert. This is based off a uh, novel by Frank Herbert. It is a a series. Um, I believe there was five books, if I'm not mistaken. There was a movie. Yes, in the 80s. um, That maybe isn't received the best. Honestly, don't know the score, but just the general conversation around it that is that it's shit <laughs> uh this is directed by dennis villanueva who is um one of the best directors in hollywood right now like all of his movies have 
fucking buzz yeah. um, and are very well received. Oh, he did Prisoners, though. Gross. Which one's that? That was the um, that was the wannabe law-abiding oh, citizen. That movie's pretty well regarded, though. No, but it's gross. <laughs> um, he did Blade Runner 2049, which is like one of the most beautiful fucking movies ever. Um, Sicario, Arrival, which are both. He's very well known for beautiful looking films. Yeah. Spoiler alert, that doesn't change. So, going back to the Dune franchise, uh, there was the original Dune novel, and then he wrote five sequels. The first oh, two so of which, six. first two of which were presented as a mini series called Frank Herbert's Children of Dune in two thousand three. Okay, and then wow, the, he wrote those way after then. Does he pick up the main series? I'm guessing, but he died in nineteen eighty six. Wonder what? if it was like posthumously released stuff that he wrote, like yeah. other people piggybacked off of, finished them, and released them. That'd be my guess. As you read. Oh, two of the five sequels were turned into a, like, a miniseries, like, television show. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's that's where that makes, that's why it said 2003. Um, yeah, and there was also the the, I, the world of Iraqis. Yeah. Iraq. Iraq. Did you not Politics? Pick, up that, uh, pick that up at all? No. That it sounded exactly like Iraq? No, nothing. And I was, it's spelled, like, A-R-A-K-K-I-S or something like that. Um. But, you know. You good? Yeah. I got nothing else. Um, Apparently this, you're going to get Star Wars vibes watching this. This apparently was the inspiration for Star Wars. Really? Um, It, it was one of the influences of George Lucas doing some research. Okay. Which very much comes through. Um, And also this movie, as you said, there's like five book series. Did some research. This is the first half of the first book. Oh, really? Yes. So the first movie is the full first book. So if you watch like the first two thirds of the old movie, that's this whole movie. Okay. So in spoiler alert, in the 1981, he like defeats the emperor. Whoa. And the baron and everything. So I'm assuming that's going to happen in part two. two. Yeah. And they make it very clear that this is not the full story because the title card reads Dune part one. Yeah. Don't expect a full complete story out of this. Well, you could still make a case there was a full complete story. There is, but it's not the over... It's very clear that this is part of a bigger franchise. Yeah, so you have Dune in 1965. You have Dune Messiah, 1969. Children of Dune, 1976. God Emperor of Dune, 1981. Heretics of Dune, 1984. And Chapter House Dune, 1985. And then he has, like, some other – his son wrote some in, like, the 2000s. So I don't count those, though. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, are they going to do a two thing movie? Uh, are they going to literally do all the books? I haven't heard of these books until this movie was announced. I know everyone talking about how it's this beloved, you know, book franchise. I've seen people I follow on Twitter who apparently read the books. I'd never heard of it. I knew of it. Um, but mostly like back when they announced they were trying to make it and it's been in production for a while. Um, but other than that, yeah, I had no clue. So, yeah, it is, It is like you said, kind of an incomplete, you know, story in a sense. Um, and we mentioned after we saw it that we're so spoiled by just series on Netflix and whatnot where you can, you know, really dive deep, which this was a long movie, almost three hours, yeah. it felt like. And, and it's the first half of one book. So that's probably fair. But, you know, you have, you know, things like they're doing with Percy Jackson and Series yeah. of Unfortunate Events yep. where they were able to split it up into actual television Game of shows. Game of Thrones is a fucking yeah. book series that they made a great t- TV franchise out of. 
So that's what it had a little bit of vibes, but at the same time, it also was a very high budget film that they were throwing everything at because oh, yeah. they have the technology too. This was, it, it's weird. I, I, I was about to say like this was if they made Star Wars in 2021, but they have made Star Wars it's recently. If they started Star Wars in 2021, yeah, but like. I don't get why the new Star Wars aren't as beautiful as they should be, even though they are pretty good looking. But they are. But this, again, not giving away scores. Wow. Um, Timothy Chalamet, he was the lead star. Riley loves Timothy. Yep. Um, it's done two hundred thirty-two million at the box office thus far. One hundred sixty-five million dollar budget. Hour fifty-six runtime. Part two already announced. Well, yeah, they're fucking probably already working on that. Yeah, but confirmed immediately, which is good. I'm glad this was well received. Um. It's it's fun to have big franchises like this telling different types of stories, um, and I'm my one takeaway from this movie is I'm excited for the next one. Regardless of what score this gets, I'm excited for Dune Part Two. Okay. Okay. I feel like I have to watch it because I've already spent almost three hours of my time watching the first one. It's true, but I will say I did not come away from this movie like man, I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait. Let's get into our scores then. All right, let's start it I off. Pull up my sheet. Go ahead. Um, stories, stories, just story. Plot slash story. Plot slash story. Thank you. Um, I gave it a thirteen. Okay. And going back to what I said, how this is the first part of the first half of the first book, it feels like that. You get one and a half acts worth of movie. Whereas yeah. a book is a three act book, you get the first act, and there's a very large event that happens with the bombing of, you know, his family's palace Iraqis. i don't yeah, yeah. His, his little town in iraqis and then you get the setup with zendaya afterwards which is probably the beginning of the second act and yeah. then that'll play out and then the next movie will end with the third act which yeah. is the large climax of the first book mm-hmm. that comes through um the climax wall it is the climax and it's very aware like this is when shit's hitting the fan that's setting up the bigger stuff to happen later in the film or later in the series i should say i gave it a 12 Okay, so right alongside me. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And, like, I've noticed something about this film, Ty. There are some hardcore Dune lovers on social media. Like, like you're almost not allowed to say anything bad about it. Like, yeah. I saw a tweet thread today where the guy's like, people saying it's an incomplete story. They don't understand. That's like saying, you know, Lord of the Rings Fellowship Part 1 is an incomplete story because they didn't get into whatever. I'm like, well, it kind of is. Yeah, I'm, it's literally, it's literally part called one. Part 1. Like, the director is calling it part of a story. Like, you know, it's okay. It is what it is. It's okay to acknowledge that. And, yes, you can make the case it is a complete story because at the beginning of this film, Paul didn't want to lead. And then by the end of the film, he's essentially, you know, thrust into it, becoming a leader. And you could also, you know, they did, you know, the character work, you know, and maybe I should change my character score. I don't know. They did the character work where he's kind of like this, you know, he's against the politics and everything and he doesn't want to kill. And then by the end he kills and you can see the corruption coming. And I feel like by the end of the second one, he's going to be like this evil emperor. He's going to take over. Oh, the you think it takes that route? I, that's what it seemed like they foreshadowed with him and Zendaya, like, you know, in that ship, like blowing something up when he was having his future visions. Okay. Um, it, it felt incomplete. I was also kind of confused at times. Very much so. And, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a case of me just having a little brain, although I do have a little brain. Very true. Um, <laughs> I just – it had all the makings. When you write a book, um, I don't know. I could be ignorant here. I have a feeling this book is a first-person book told through the eyes of Paul, I would imagine. Okay. Yeah, no fucking clue, but 
there's a lot of uh, inner monologue that goes on in a book, even if it's not first person. Like, there's a lot of stuff you write out how he's feeling. You explain stuff. The narrator aspect of it. Yeah, and it was just kind of missing that because you have, like, the whole emperor thing and what he's doing. And, like, yeah, you kind of find out at the end, but at the same time, kind of like, who the fuck is the emperor? Like, yeah. it was a little confusing, I'm sure, in a book when there's all this inner monologue and you have the character thinking things out and everything. Like, the part of the, the movie where there's that little spy thing that flies through his wall. Like, I don't even understand what happened in I, that scene. I went pee. I didn't see that scene. Oh, really? <laughs> that was when I got up to go pee. Yeah, like, so they had, like, a little tiny little helicopter that flew in his thing and was, like, spying on him. And then, like, it was this big deal. There was, like, a guy that was, like, hiding in the wall spying on the royal family. I don't know what that, the purpose was. And, like, I was confused a little bit on who was who and what was attacking what. The whole time yeah. I thought the bad guys, the Baron and Batista and all them, I thought they were already on Arrakis. Until they bombed it. I thought the Baron was the Emperor. <laughs> um, I, I 100% recommend, and I'm sure it's out there, a non-spoiler dive into like the mythology and understanding who's who and what's what in, in this franchise. A yellow book. What You don't have to read the whole book, but what was that? Yellow book? What was it called? The cheater things they sell at Barnes & Noble when you didn't oh, read shit. the book? I, I don't know. Yellow but page? Not yellow page. I wouldn't even say that. Like A non-spoiler breakdown of the lore would help immensely. Or talk to someone who's read the book. Yes. I know Jared Ramos. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but he's read the books, and he literally tweeted, if anyone has any questions, let me know. So I'm, I might need to Fire let away. him know. Fire away. Because <laughs> that would have helped me so much. Yeah. Because this is a very, very complex um, kind of world that they've created with a lot of different shit going on and a lot to understand. And they make an attempt at explaining a lot of it throughout the story. Like, Paul's watching, like, holograms to explain Iraqis as if he's doing his homework, which is also the audience doing their homework. Yeah. Um, and you get some ex- explanation of the spice and all this other stuff. There's still a lot that you're just kind of well, like, like the mom's family and everything. Yes. Like, what like, the fuck gives all that? No yeah. idea what the fuck's going on. Never explained. Um, and it's just kind of you got to pick up on it. And it's a lot. It is a lot. And that was for people who have read the book and everything. That's one thing that he said. Like it's very hard to adapt because of how much of that there is to where it's either a fucking info dump and it's a boring ass movie trying to explain everything. Or you kind of jump past that a little bit, and you just kind of have to accept it for what it is and figure it out. Yeah. And that's more of the route they took in this film. Yeah, it'd be a good rewatch watching it with someone who's maybe read the book, and they could just pause and explain things to me Yeah, on HBO Max for free. <laughs> it would help. But you're not doing yourself a service if you're watching this on HBO Max. I'll tell you why, Ty, because my visual slash cinematography, you like that transition. Love it. I gave it a 20. 20. Easiest 20 I've ever given. <laughs> I don't know if how you can give it anything less than a 20. It's gorgeous. The the shots of them bombing the city and how beautiful they made the desert look and the sound. It's not as much the, the like soundtrack as much as like the score, which yeah. I don't know if there's a difference. There it, it doesn't have a Star Wars like song you, yeah. you can hear songs that star wars it's just the sound throughout all of this mm-hmm. that sounds beautiful um it's han ziver yep who's very well known did batman begins a lot of other big things apparently turned down tenet because he was working on the dune wow soundtrack wow so yeah what's his name was probably pissed about that christopher nolan oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's easiest 20 i've ever given yeah, it's it's. I don't know what else I can add. It was beautiful, and if I would have saw this on IMAX, it would have been even more beautiful. We got twenty one. Um, yeah, maybe, first ever. It may be Ty because, <laughs> like, I've no. I've also noticed the theater we went to, Jess Ranch, is also better than uh, Civic. Civic. I like just the the projector itself is so, it's much, better. so much better quality, clearer image, better Although colors. I will say, I feel like Civic has a good sound system. Civic might beat them with the sound. Yeah, they have that commercial before every movie of the fucking like. Oh, now we did we did five point one and seven point one and yeah. It's so stupid. I'm over it. Um, but IMAX. IMAX would have been 
fantastic tight because IMAX is loud as hell and it's big and beautiful. Yeah, and this movie was big and beautiful. So the you, worms were fucking massive and incredible looking, <laughs> menacing. Yeah, I, th- I think even though, like I said, I'm not very excited for Dune 2, I think I have to see the second one in IMAX just because how beautiful this was. Yeah, and, and like the space shots, while there weren't as many of them of like the space travel as you would get in like a Star Wars, the ones that were there looked impeccable. Yeah. They looked fucking great. Um, do not watch this on HBO Max if you're in- interested. Go fucking at least to a movie theater. It doesn't have to be IMAX. If you can, go watch in an IMAX. If you got like a really nice TV and like, I don't a think, surround system. I don't think it'll even do it justice. <laughs> this is a fucking great watch. It won't do it justice, but you know, some people just don't like the movies. Now, Ty, I do have to say real quick, a little off topic. Uh, the second one's not re- scheduled to release until October 2023. Okay. I'm 100% going to forget everything about this movie. <laughs> do a little recap. I'm going to have to like go back and... A little YouTube recap. Because if I don't... like. Perfect example of this, and this isn't like as good of a film, but Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I saw the first one with Riley, I seen and then by the time I said saw the second one, I was like, <laughs> I don't remember anything. Starting from the ground up again, <laughs> I was so confused. And I'm an anti Harry Potter guy. That's yeah. the Harry Potter universe. So, oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing seeing those movies. I'm kind of a fraud for that. I apologize. I, I haven't seen them. <laughs> I haven't got a whiff of them. Um, key elements tie. I will say, I originally had this much lower. I I have this score has bounced around for me. I bumped it up to a respectable 16. Gave it a 17. Oh, okay. It was low. I think I had it like a 14 at one point. I think I had it like at a 12. Okay. Um, I was just – because I was thinking like you think iconic like film franchise and setting up this world. You think of Star Wars and how well they do with like recognizable characters and the mm-hmm. Chewbacca's and the Yodas of the world. And same thing with Lord of the Rings and the Gandalf's and the Hobbits of the world. I don't know if that's the real Hobbit's name. Um, I'm cool with it. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter with the Harry Potters and the Voldemorts of the world. There's just one Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> and this kind of lacks that. Like, I just feel like the Paul character doesn't have that same thing. You don't really have that same kind of world building in terms of that. But at the same time, it was very beautiful. And they set up this kind of, um, you know, th- they did set up this world visually. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of the key elements is setting up this world. Part of the key elements is just the visuals themselves. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um and, you know, I'm sure it followed the book material just because based on how the movie was and how I've seen people react to it that have read the book, we're very pleased with it. So it has to get some credit for that. Yeah. Um, 17, it, like you said, the world building was good. Uh, I will agree that there isn't as much like species as Star Wars, but, you know, if that's not what they're going for, it's not what they're going for. It's not even so much species. It's just kind of like, a, I don't know, Star Wars, it felt, it, I felt like... I haven't seen Star Wars, so I might be, I'm talking out of ignorance here. I feel like people <laughs> connect more with it, where I feel like it could be a little bit harder to connect with, like, Iraqis. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. like, you think of all the other stuff with Star Wars. I don't know. No, I, I definitely get that. And, and there's the Paul, which is just regular humans. Dave Bautista's characters, which are just kind of white. Yeah. The one dude, was he flying? Was he a giant worm fat I think guy? he's like a worm-looking that was, guy. It was like a snake vibe to it. Like, he can extend himself. Yeah. Um, and then Zendaya's race of blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, that's kind of it. They're, they aren't as standout as some other ones. But the world building, the Iraqis, the three different houses and the empire, emperor overseeing that, um, they did a lot of that with the spice. And they created this world that they want to tell stories in. Mm-hmm. And I think for this one, that was their main goal. And I think they did a fairly good job of that. Yeah, and I almost think of um, 
Avatar a little bit when I think of world building. And I know you're not an Avatar fan. Avatar, uh, blue, blue, people, blue avatar. people avatar. But the way they're they're able to kind of build the world with the the naivety. Yeah, no, they do a great job of that in that movie. And, and um, you know, I think naivety might be the place. I don't know. They do a really good job at that, and that's why the movie made two billion dollars. And I think Dune doesn't quite reach that level. I will say, I probably will go see uh, Avatar two when it eventually comes out. Navi. So that's close. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go see Avatar two when it comes out. What about three, four, five, and six that they're already making? I'm going to see number two in IMAX, and I'll go from there. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. I will say that movie looked beautiful when it came out. I can only imagine what it's going to look like today. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. 17, though. Characters. What'd you give it? Bumped it up, then bumped it back down to a 13. Also where I landed. I bumped it up because I talked about the whole character arc of the the main character, Timothy Chalamet, Paul, how he doesn't want to lead, and then by the end he is leading, and you kind of see the the slow turning of his character. Um, not even so much turning into like evil, per se, but kind of giving in to like this kind of ruthless lead kind of way. Not even so much ruthless, but he fucking kills a guy, so that's kind of ruthless. But kind He of was forced like, to, though. He was, but you could see it. You could, and by the second movie, I'm Something sure there's going to be even more. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Um, some of the side characters, I mean, there was a lot of great actors in this and the acting was fine, but I, I wasn't really compelled by anyone, if I'm being honest, any of the side characters. I thought Oscar Isaac did okay in his minimal He was good. Role. Um, the fucking mom, I couldn't understand what she was saying half the time. I very much, I will, like, one thing that I will say is good about HBO Max is throw subtitles on, because it's hard to understand some shit people are saying. Mostly her. Yeah. I didn't know what she was saying half the time. And you have all these made up words for the world and stuff and like. It doesn't help. <laughs> she may have been speaking Spanish in all of her scenes honestly um so you know i gave it up for that character arc and then i took it back away a little bit because we talked about that kind of world building and kind of those distinguishable characters that you have in other film franchises that you might not have here but i don't know maybe that character zendaya zendaya and we just haven't seen it yet because she's barely in this yeah i mean obviously that's going to be the focal point it was fucking teased this whole movie and she's like doing all the interviews in it for like five minutes yeah wild easiest paycheck of her life easy um Probably annoying having to do all, like, the red carpet shit. And she's like, yeah, I'm not in this movie. She's like, I did one day of filming. That's not annoying. Okay. That's fucking great. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, the um, Paul's vision of Duncan dying, Jason mm-hmm. Momoa. And then when they go, um, like, into that scene, I feel like that was supposed to be more emotional. And we just don't connect to the character enough to really make that the impactful death that it should be for Paul and yeah. and the audience. Um, so stuff like that was lacking. And I feel like, again, in the book, you have more time to flesh out side characters. You have more time to create those relationships. And I feel like they were like, okay, we can't do that. So what if we get every big-named actor in Hollywood that people <laughs> already have an, like, a built-in connection to, and we'll just ride with that? <laughs> it's like people see Jason Momoa, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, that's Jason Momoa. Already like that character. Check. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Brolin is the, the general yeah. guy. It, it feels like they were like, let's get big names that people know. To help them connect to these characters quicker mm-hmm. as opposed to random. Because if this is a random actor, I don't give two shits about any of these side characters. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I Riley said she'd love this movie. She gave it an 84 just off the top of her head. Okay. Um, and she said she loved the characters and she loved Timothy Chalamet. And I think it's just because she likes Timothy Chalamet, and which I'm g- a little offended by, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm, Threatened, I, I should say. You should be. <laughs> He's a beautiful human being. <laughs> we walked out of the theaters and I was behind like a group of teenage girls. And one girl was like, oh my God, Timothy Chalamet. And all the little girl, like teenage girls, just like like moaned, like saying yes. <laughs> it was 
I was like, okay, that's that's where you're going here. That's what they did. And I was like, well, okay, he has that effect. They were like, like one of those. Yeah, basically. Okay. Like, that's that's a piece of man. (laughs) Um, I was like, yeah, that's why, that's how he fucking fills the theaters. Um, But I, I feel like they use the actors to help the lack of character building. Yeah. Is what I was getting at with that. Um, I liked Oscar Isaac. I liked um, Timothy Chalamet. I, I Rebecca Ferguson was okay, but again, she was very hard to understand, which did hurt. <laughs> yeah. Zendaya is just not in this. Josh Brolin has his moments where he's good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, him too. He, like you have so many big characters die in this. Yeah, the Jason Momoa scene you said. You have never, Josh Brolin dying. You never see Josh Brolin die. I mean, he's fucking dead. No, he's not. You don't think so? No, he. I'm. I'm telling you, he's not. How do you know? Because the a book and and the next movie you and looked it up how the original one goes yeah I mean I've listened to other reviews and stuff I mean unless they change the story he is not dead well never mind spoiler then. alert thanks for the spoiler Javier Bardem who's like a very very good actor who's um, that he's just like the sand general dude who spits on the dude's table oh yeah he's like a very good actor well, he started with Josh end. Brolin he's there at the end again yeah again um. Again, like, he's very intimidating, and he's a great actor, but, like, we get very little of that character, and I'm sure we'll get more of him in the next one. Oh, for sure. Um, Dave Bautista had, like, three lines. Yeah. Not enough Dave Bautista for me. Next movie. David Dastmalashian, who is Polka Dot Man and Bobby Yaga from Ant-Man. I noticed that. I was like, right, is that Polka Dot Man? She said yes. I was like, hell yeah. He's in it. So they were just, like, everyone they could fucking get. How about this guy who I've actually recognized? Stephen McKinley Henderson. Who did he play? I, he was the, the general. Okay, yeah. I think I know him from Tower Heist, but I know him. <laughs> oh, brother. Tower Heist is a good movie, Ty. Is Have that, you ever seen Tower Heist? Is that the one with uh, Ben Stiller Yep. and and fucking Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yep. It's <laughs> not a good movie. You ever seen it? Eddie Murphy? Yep. I've seen, well, I'm, I'm laying off the whole cast. I've seen it. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's fucking a good movie. <laughs> um, Stellan Skarsgård, who's in the Thor franchise. Who does he play? Um, he's like the head scientist dude who kind of goes apeshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just everyone they could fucking get. Rebecca Ferguson's in a lot of good stuff. Um, I knew her from somewhere and couldn't figure it out to the fucking, like, like, it was driving me crazy the entire time. She was in Reminiscence. Not a good movie. She was May. Yeah. Um, um, no, but I, greatest showman. I'm gonna go back to the book thing. I'm sure you could probably build these characters up more when you're telling a book from a narrator slash first person point of view. Hundred percent. And the the person is explaining, you know, their their connection, and you have like, you know, you're building a connection with the main character. I'm assuming it's in first person. I'm just gonna make that assumption. You do that, and you're building that connection. Then in turn, you're also building the co- a connection with the people that person has a connection with. And it's just hard to do that when you're telling a movie like, you know, when you're doing a movie like this. That's not. You know, unless you just break the fourth wall and have them talking to the camera, which would not have fit in this movie. I mean, you could do that or you could have like them narrating over it, but that gets re- repetitive yeah. and you just you don't want that. And well, I that's think not going to add to the emotion either. So. It's not. It doesn't help in a movie. And I think that's something where books turned into movies always are going to feel rushed in some type of way. Something's going to be left out. Yeah. Series help that a lot, like yeah. a lot, a lot, because you can have slower episodes and and breakdown character stuff what they did here though it was okay i didn't hate it no i didn't either um so i was okay with it final score enjoyment i gave it a 14 11 okay that's fair i was just kind of bored i'm gonna be honest there was a lot of this movie i was like kind of fucking bored (laughs) it was a lot of setting up 
Yeah. It was. And I, I get that. I I saw some early reviews and stuff that said it was a slow burn building up stuff. So I, I kind of expected it to be a slower movie. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the world building. I liked the key elements aspect of it. The visuals kept me entertained even when the story maybe didn't. Yeah. Um, and I, it got me excited for the rest of the franchise, which, as you said, not as much for you. I think that's where the three-point difference comes in. Yeah, and look, again, I, there's like this weird contingent of people. I don't want to say weird, but there's this contingent of people who, you know, are kind of not offended, but like it's very, you know, defensive of Dune and you can't say bad things about it. And like it's this book and this big old world. And like it's okay to be like, hey, this movie was okay. like it was good, maybe not great. And the second one will probably be better. I mean, what's the best Star Wars tie out of all of them? Um, episode least, five is yes, very generally accepted. Is the best. second one they made. Bingo. Like, it's okay to admit, like, hey, this is a good movie, and the second one might be fucking great because you're yeah. paying off all these things you set up in the first movie. And maybe if you watch them together, maybe not all at once, maybe you split it up like a series yourself and watch you, them in hour increments. You do increments. the Snyder Cut six chapters. Um, and you just, you know, day by day. But I'm sure when you watch them all together, it's fantastic. But when I'm just presented this half a story, you know, it, it, this is how I enjoyed it. I, yeah. You know? And For I'll make part it up. one on its own, what's that? And I'll make it up for part two. If part two is like deserves like a sixteen, maybe I'll give it an eighteen. I'll I'll, I'll round those points back. <laughs> okay, you just got him on layaway. Yeah, and pay him later. Um, because it was kind of boring at times. I'm gonna be honest. And Victoria fell asleep. At least it seemed like she fell. She, asleep. she falls asleep in She fell asleep during the bombing, the most exciting part of the movie. And it literally is like any big action scene, a lot of shit going on. She's out. I knew though. Once we were in the movie, I was like, oh, she's asleep. No, she this, was. She's a hundred percent falling asleep. It was a trap. She was set up to fall asleep from fucking get. What did she think of it? She, I think she kind of stood where you were. She, she didn't enjoy it much, as much. Thought it was slow. Um, you said Riley liked it at as an eighty-four. Yeah. So I think it's probably Riley, me, you, Victoria. What'd you give it? I gave it a seventy-seven, Jay. Yeah, I gave it. So I just want to say real quick, we both gave the last Star Wars movie number nine like high seventies. This is a much better movie than that. That probably does not. Infinitely, we've be. we've said on multiple occasions that score is not accurate. <laughs> um, I gave it a seventy-two. Okay, so five point difference. Final score seventy four point five, putting it at a forty six out of I put that backwards. Forty six out of ninety five. I just want to say though, like my my cutoff for fresh is sixty five and above, so I would give this a fresh. Like I'm not saying I, I would a too. Movie. I think just from the visual standpoint alone, it's very much worth the theater experience and the watch. Yeah, for sure. It's just such a beautiful fucking movie to watch and see what movie makers are capable of at this point. Um, back-to-back movies with very close scores. No Time to Die, 75. Dune, 74.5. Mad Max right there, too, 75.5. Those are kind of similar movies for me. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, this feels kind of right where it should be. Both desert, both beautiful visually. Yeah. Both kind of confusing stories that yep. might not make a lot of sense. Deep lore. Yeah. Stuff you're just supposed to accept and figure out. And Mad Max also based off a book? Ooh, don't. No fucking clue. Do not know. Um, I feel like that'd be a boring book. No, it's based off the original Mad Max from 1979. Now, is that based off a book? Um, no. Okay. Does not believe so. I feel like that would be a boring book. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of driving. it's the exciting like action and seeing everything happen. It's just like they drove. <laughs> <laughs> they continued driving. I'm sure it would be more than that. So I, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just... It's good, and the second one will probably be much better, and it'll probably be up there in the 80 – probably get 10 points higher. 
we'll see. For what it is, and it's very much unlike Star Wars where it's three complete stories, this is a setup for the next. Um, And I think this is kind of, 74.5 feels like an appropriate score for a movie which is part of a story. It's very much less a self-contained story than than other films. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of a hard barrier to break for what it was. I agree. Now, Armin White, he gave it a, a rotten before we get into our top five mm. draft. Um, of course, he gave it a rotten. Yeah, it was fucking obvious. Uh, his title, Dune and Doom. <laughs> um, his Rotten Tomatoes excerpt. If you expect a central, kinetic, visually exciting movie version of Frank Herbert's renowned 1965 epic sci-fi novel, be prepared for a presentation of global malice instead. Malace? M-A-L-A-I-S-E. Um. I was also looking at his profile the other day because I was like, he gives every new movie a rotten. And then, like, he went on a run. He gave Cry Macho a fresh. We talked about that, but that's because Clint Eastwood. Yeah, obviously. Um, but I was looking, like, he had a run where he was just reviewing movies from, like, the 60s and 70s and, like, giving those fresh. Like, I got to, you know, I can't be all rotten. I got to, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't want me to do that. So let me review these old fucking movies that no one knows. Yeah, no one's going to even look at this. Um, I haven't read any of his review. Okay. The monochrome look of Dennis Villanueva's Dune suggests a sullen view of the world in the future. Then we talked about the be prepared for a presentation of global malice instead. Villanueva adapts Herbert's quasi-religious parable as a study on tribal war between societies on four distant planets, a struggle over the manufacture of a spice called melange. melange. That's the spice's name? I thought it was just called spice. Melange. And the prophesied rise of Messiah Paul Artides. Um, Villanueva makes this an unmistakable allegory about cross-cultural conflict between the West and the Middle East. Okay. So that's what it's, that's where his, I, I don't know if that's Villanueva as much as the subject matter. They go into the desert for the resources. That, that's just that's what it is, brother. Villanueva bases the film's look on the desert sands of Herbert's imagination imagined planet it's more than coincidence that the brown on beige on gray desert and black craggy mountains resemble iraq iran kuwait and afghanistan what is he supposed to make it look like it's a fucking desert that's what it is guess what herbert the guy you're fucking not justin herbert um frank herbert the guy you're you know lauding because his his novel is so great he literally named the planet iraqis yeah did that one fly over armin white's head like hey maybe the book was influenced by the middle east but I love this book, but I don't love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Armin White. Um, thinking viewers can't help but associate the sci-fi religious, religiousity, religiousity with competi- contemporary political outrage. It doesn't help that Chalamet represents the West at its entitled worst. He makes an <laughs> <That's> obnoxious. <pretty> <laughs> <laughs> he makes an obnoxious, petulant messiah. Zendaya, Hollywood's token of the moment, triggers the same aversion. Zendaya's not in this movie. She's just not. Chances are that Villanueva's undemanding Marvel-bred fans will not recognize Dune's political and moral echoes. An Apocalypse Now reference indicts Western military folly, while allusions to Bedouin superiority suggest the BDS movement version of Lawrence of Arabia that Edward said always wanted. What? I just want to be clear. I don't think Dennis Villanueva has ever had his fingers on a single type of Marvel content. No. Not not in the slightest. Just to be clear. Yeah, I don't. This guy, man. Can't fucking stand him. (laughs) 
Yep, but we always got to bring it up because it's fucking it's comedy at this point. <laughs> let's do a, let's do a draft, Jay. Top five species. Within the lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast, and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast, and if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Ty, do you want to go first or second? You know what? Since you fucked it up, I'll let you go first. I was going to let you go first because you had to fucking improvise. I do only have five, so we're going to be scrambling. You go ahead and go first then, bud. I got a healthy list. I got like eight, nine. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Top five species. Draft them in order. Real life, sci-fi. I'm not going to draft any species from this movie. Nope, me either. Um, Oh, maybe. If this was the Spice draft, I would have drafted Spice Girls. Yep. First overall. Nice. And if not Spice Girls, if you picked it, I was going to pick Old Spice. What were all your picks for the Spice draft? Um, I had Spice Girls. I had Old Spice. I deleted them, so I have to think off the top of my head. I had uh, Sugar Spice and Everything Nice from Powerpuff Girls. Okay, fuck yeah. I had Dill. <laughs> just just the, disgusting. The dill just dill weed disgusting or whatever thing. it's called. Oh, I forgot the fifth one. It was something stupid. It wasn't like a real uh, spice. It was like some movie reference or something. Okay. Um, oh, I think it was Spicing Up a Marriage. Like when oh, your marriage okay. Is going back. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> you just chose sex. Um, my first overall pick is the species Canis Lupus Familiaris, which is the domesticated dog. Oh, nice. <laughs> I broke the Latin name out on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you, is this cannabis? Did you say cannabis? <laughs> it was on my draft. It was on my big board. Dogs are the best. Yep. I was going to – I looked up, like, Dawson with species, but, like, that doesn't count as a species. Like, it, it just the whole dog. Because when I searched Dawson species, it came up with Canis lupus familiaris. And then when I clicked that, it said domesticated dog, which is a descendant of the wolf. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So the domesticated dog um, from my boy Maurice. Fucking love Man's that, Man's best friend. I love that pick. Thank you. I thought I could get it later in the draft. I was wrong. See, I, I just know it's it, it it's kind of a kind of a um like a what's the word? I'm I'm catering to the audience. Yeah, no, that's fair. I can't think of the word right now. You're um no no fuck down. I'm pissed off. What's, what's your first? What's the pick fucking? Back? You're being a you're being a shill, not a shill. Um, you're you're fucking. <laughs> This is horrible radio. Oh, my God. This is horrible radio. Catering to the audience. Google search. Cater to your audience. Nope. Nope. What does it mean to cater to your audience? Nope. I'll, it'll come to me. My first pick, um, Kryptonians. Oh. Fucking Superman. Superman. He's literally better than the entire Justice League. But he does have one fatal flaw. Y- yeah. Kryptonite. Y- yeah. He's got that. Besides that, though, you're fucked. They literally just made him as like, what if What if he just had everything? What if everyone else's cool thing he had? I was looking up the top, the most expensive comic books in the world today. Just, I don't know why. And the number one, the most expensive is the Superman. First time Superman. It's like action comics. 
Superman made his debut. Not like the death of Superman? No. Okay. Makes sense. It's got to be Superman. He's, he's like the first fucking superhero. The most expensive Marvel one was Spider-Man when they introduced Spider-Man. The introduction, not like bit, because again, like Death of Spider-Man. Nah, the people for collectors, they want those super old ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the Death one's got to be up there, though. I'm sure they sell for good money. But, yeah. Uh, my second overall pick is the Cronin. Fuck! I should have taken it first. Wow, you. This is on your list. It was, and I thought you would you would sleep on it too long. Think I wouldn't take it, and I was gonna try and swoop it out from you. I didn't know you were such a cork fan, Ty. It was it, again that was taking it from you. <laughs> I liked it, and it came to mind, and that's why I said I thought I knew your first overall <laughs> pick when you texted me spices, and I thought species. <laughs> I thought it was cork. Uh, Cronin, yes, that is the the cork species, the greatest character in the MCU. Um, if Spider Ham ever comes into the MCU, he'll give him a run for his money. Um, the Cronin man. I don't know if there's more Cronin in the MCU. I'm sure there is, or in the Marvel. Yeah, there's um, some of them showed up in Thor: The Dark World. Really? Just like a flyby scene of that species, but yeah, there's some rock dudes. We Korg's need, not alone. What is the percent chance of getting a Korg show on Disney Plus? I think if Ragnar, not Ragnarok, if um, Thor: Love and Thunder comes out, and there's a vocal minority raving about Korg, we'll get one. Tell me, you wouldn't you like? It doesn't even have to be, like, that impactful. I want, like, a Korg sitcom. I was thinking, like, a buddy cop with Korg. With Korg and whoever. Meek. Meek. Let Meek be his buddy cop. You probably need, like, another actor. Yeah, you gotta have, like, a voice. Um, and let, let uh, what's his name, have his fingerprints all over it. Taika? Taika, yeah. Yeah, I just want, like, a like a sitcom. Nothing big, nothing to affect the main, not no fucking Loki. Could affect it a little bit, but no, I don't want that. I just want adventures with Korg. <laughs> and it's just each week he's doing something silly. <laughs> we tune on in. It'd be so much fun. Yeah, I love it. Uh, next up for me, this movie, very, very, very intertwined with Star Wars. Um, Jedi. I don't know if they're a species. Is that a species? I don't know, but I'm going with it. That feels like a, a distinction. Now we're going with it. The Jedi species. Are you born a Jedi? Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, well, this is the uh, StarWarsFandom.com list of Force-sensitive individuals by species. That's so lame. Just, I'm just... No, Ty. I'm rocking Jedi. No, I'm telling you something, Ty. What the fuck? It says, this is a list of all known Force-sensitive individuals by species, ranging from Jedi to Sith to non-lightsaber-wielding users of the Force. So it is saying Jedi is a species. Oh, sick. Could have gone with the Sith. They're cooler. I don't know what Vader falls under because he was a Jedi and then a Sith, which goes against everything species. Because <laughs> you can't just change what you are. But I feel like it just works. I'm rocking Jedi. Move things with their fucking mind. They're cool as shit. You know Yoda is one of the most renowned and powerful Jedi in the galactic history? Yup. Little green fuck. My third overall pick, Ty. Talk to me. Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Oompa Loompas, man. They're just fucking hilarious, and no one really understands their backstory, but they're fucking hilarious. They need to unionize is what they need to fucking do. <laughs> That's a problem. Hey, our boy Timothy from this movie, he's starring in the, the Willy Wonka like prequel movie or origin story of Willy Wonka. Yeah. We're going to get some Oompa Loompas in there. Yeah, we are. And with Dune with Timothy Chalamet. It intertwines. It connects. Yeah. Victoria's at work right now dressed as Willy Wonka. 
It was like Halloween week. Hey, you're tall enough to be an Oompa Loompa. Shut the fuck up, Jay. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, that's... I don't know if I would have ever taken Oompa Loompas. I'll be honest. Next time we do a bet, can loser has to dress up in a funny costume for Halloween, and you could pick what mine is, and yours would be you have to dress up like an Oompa Loompa. We can work it in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine looking, with that. I'm looking at Oompa Loompa costumes. I'll get the face paint and everything. I'll fucking commit to it. And we have to if you get if you're an Oompa Loompa, we have to talk Miko into dressing as Willy Wonka. That way, you just, <laughs> and you always have to stand next to him. That way, you'll be mine and Miko's couple costume. <laughs> Extra short by comparison. Yeah. I'll look like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> um, my next pick. Again, I'm just rocking comic books here. Symbiotes. Okay, Venom. Okay. Fucking cool. Venom, not a great movie. No. Cool as shit character Venom, thing. let there be card carnage. Not a great movie. Go check out our movie review. Yeah, fuck yeah. Maybe it is a good movie. No free spoilers. <laughs> Me and your dad were talking about that at the Halloween, at Haley's ho- uh, birthday party, and he agreed with everything we said. Yep. Riley, hello. I know you're listening to the podcast again. Yeah, Thank you is. for coming back. We, he swung back around. We brought him back into the fold. My fourth overall pick. I don't know if this is a species. But I put Pikachu. Sure. Because I, I was thinking species, and I was thinking, like, Pokemon. And I was like, what's the most iconic Pokemon? Pikachus. Yeah. And I looked it up and said Pikachus are, like, mouse species, and you have Pikachu and all the other chews. Yeah. I, Pikachu. Well, different evolutions of them. I think he's an electric evolution. mouse is what, yeah. like, he's This is a zappy mouse. Um, I didn't realize he was a mouse. I never realized that. Did you know he was a mouse? Yeah. Yep. Pikachu, the number one Pokemon um, that there is. Even though there's plenty that are much stronger, yeah. but Pikachu is the most iconic. He's the underdog. He's no. a detective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go listen to our movie review. That. Did we ever review that? No, oh, I, I don't, don't think, think we did. did. But when the Batman comes out, maybe we'll compare and contrast and say which detective movie's better. Oh, okay. I, I was detective wondering how you were connecting that. I was like, how the fuck does Batman and can Detective Pikachu get a side-by-side? <laughs> maybe that'll be my random Rotten Tomatoes movie score for that for the Batman is Detective Pikachu. Okay, I won't look. Good. I'll stay true to my, my word. Um, next up for me, I got some choices here. Um, I don't know what route I want to go. You took dogs from me. Yep. Cause dogs probably would have picked, been picked third. I'm going to go dragons. Okay. Just fucking dragons. I was thinking like this, wish it was a series, Game of Thrones, dragons. Charizard. Yeah. Objectively cooler Pokemon. Dragon. He is a dragon. He's a fire dragon. Just Dragons. Dragon um, my nuts across your chin. Is are there dragons in Lord uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, isn't the main guy a dragon? I have no fucking clue. I think the main guy is just a guy. Well, Gandalf, but isn't there like a dragon like, that protects? Gandalf's not the main guy. Who's the main guy? I don't know the fucking ring guy. There were no dragons in Lord of the Rings. It was okay. later revealed that Gandalf's great concern was that Sauron would make some kind of alliance with Smog. <laughs> Smog, I believe, is the dragon that's in The Hobbit, but he never appears in Lord of the Rings. He is a dragon. Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the main antagonist in The Hobbit. Okay. Nice. And he just doesn't show up in The Lord of the Rings. I don't know. They're just like, yeah, there's this really cool fucking dragon, but we're not going to show him you. Well, the other guy was uh, fucking the Sauron guy. That's like the eye thing, I think. Yeah, I think he's just like a tower. I don't understand his... How they do that? Classification, yeah. He's just like energy, just light. He just sees everything. Like, how do you fight him? Oh, he's more than just the eye. There's like an actual physical thing. I don't know what the eye is, though. I that he that's him somehow. I don't know. My fifth and final pick, Ty. 
I'm gonna go with the species cars from the car franchise. Oh, okay. The living cars, in living cars. living cars. You're a car guy. I thought mm. you'd appreciate this pick. Yeah. It's the best Pixar movie and franchise. Wrong. So wrong. Better than Toy Story. So wrong. Better than Credibles. So wrong. Better than the Finding series. So wrong. I I don't like Dory a lot. The car species. My fifth and final pick. Lightning McQueen, <sighs> baby. Ciao. Okay. I like it. Thank you. My species. My last species. Since I can't take dogs, I feel like I should take a real species. Yeah, probably. I have a real species in here. We're rocking with humans because they, they, oh they made all these other species because they're all fake. You, we made the species. I thought God made the species. God, God. I don't know. I'm not gonna comment. Um, <laughs> we made no. We made dragons and, and symbiotes and all this shit with our brain because we're that creative gotcha. of a species. Uh, dragons. I don't know if we made them because there's real life dragons. Not, not true. Komodo fucking dragon tie. Correct. That's not a dragon. I but that I, is no. I just want to. I want to be very clear that when I chose dragons, I was not including komodos. <laughs> okay. Like I'm rocking Game of Thrones Shrek. dragons, Shrek dragons. That was the who first sex dragon. with donkeys. <laughs> Those kind of dragons specifically. So you won't take a komodo dragon, but you'll take a donkey fucking dragon. Absolutely. <laughs> Should that have been on our list? This the donkey dragon species. Yeah, yeah, those fucking just deformed, ugly little fucks that pop out of her. <laughs> That's got to be the worst, like, thought of thing. <laughs> and, like, it's just a random kids movie with, like, adult jokes. And I'm like, this donkey. What if he fucks the dragon? <laughs> like, three movies later, like, let's make donkey dragons. Yeah, and they look fucking horrible. That's funny. That's good shit, Ty. Um... Oh, I had a comment about your humans. I don't remember anymore. That was funny. They're the best. They, they they made all this fake shit that I talked about. I'm one. You're what? A human. Oh, yeah, you are. Homo sapien. You should have said the correct word. Hey, I'm sapien. I'm Jason. I'm a fucking nerd. Um, I'm surprised dinosaurs weren't on our list. Yeah, real real species also existed. Yeah. And less... I also question. Yeah. Religiously speaking, do, do I, 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 hardcore Christians believe in dinosaurs? I think I we were know. just rocking with the dinosaurs. I, I I don't know. I can't tell you. I feel like we should look that up. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if this is a uh, a good place to talk about religious stuff. Um, Christians do believe that dinosaurs existed because of archaeological and biblical evidence. Okay. The Bible does... Um, the Bible mentions dinosaur-like creatures in Genesis, Job, Isaiah, and Psalms. I think it's just Psalms. It is. Christians may hold differing views on when, how, and why they existed. But Got there's it. no doubt that dinosaurs used to roam the earth. So we was just fucking around with them T-Rexes. And we didn't die when the meteor hit. Yeah. Do they believe in that? Did the meteor hit? Or was that an act of God? He was like, you know I, what? I'm I not here this, to comment. I made on this challenge stuff. too strong for you guys. I'll get rid of these guys. I don't understand Adam and Eve. The whole principle is based that I, two people turned into seven million billion. That just some yeehaw with the life expectancy back then. I mean, well, granted, life expectancy, and I'm just I'm not going to comment. I'm just not going <laughs> to comment. Okay. And like, if that was was true, why wouldn't you know the titular God make maybe more people to accelerate this? Why would he just pick two? Well, you see, Jay, their kids? Adam, ooh. Adam, um, they weren't supposed to ever have sex. I think they were just supposed to exist. And then he ate the forbidden apple 
which is a metaphor for eating. <laughs> is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> and that's why you don't have sex until you're married, kids. Bingo. Um, my five species domesticated well, time dog. Out. What? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Were they married? I, <laughs> I Ty, I can't answer this. Question. That's technically a sin. I feel like there's some contradictions in that book. They should make a series on that book. The Bible. <laughs> yeah, I think they have. Are you sure? There's a lot of. Have, no, I don't think there is. There's a lot. Was of there ever shows. like a the Bible season one? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, hold on. I need to talk to like. Was it the Pope? Is he like the head of the? <laughs> well, he's Catholic. There's a there's a difference there. Okay, but they both believe similar shit. Yeah. That's how they get to the next generation. A series. Netflix series. Call up Netflix. And then you get an Adam and Eve sex scene. Oh, it's raunchy. <laughs> Okay. Talk about next generation. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. Mature audiences only. And that'll get the kids to want to watch it. That's how you grow the religion. I'm not meant I'm not I'm not touching on religion right now. I, uh, tell me it's a bad idea. And every what are the chap they're not chapters. Book? Is it book book of John? I think. I don't know. Verse John. Verse? I don't I don't know. Each one's a season. And you're just rocking with, like, a 46-season series. Okay. I mean, the church has got money. They can they can, they can, can get the budget together. Domesticated dogs. But it doesn't air in theater. Like, it's Netflix only. It doesn't go to theaters, but they show it every Sunday. Cronin, Oompa Loompas, Pikachu, and the Cars species from the Cars franchise. Who plays Jesus? Which Hollywood actor uh, right now best looks like Jesus? Jared Leto. That's that's a great pick, but also like <laughs> terrible human being to be Jesus. <laughs> a fucking weirdo. Tell me he doesn't have J- Jesus vibes. No, he 100 percent does. But it's just like he goes from being the twisted Joker to Jesus. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Keanu. Yeah, I could see that. He's a little well. old, but I could see it. Keanu, he's got the beard. He's got the hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it. What, what, what were we doing? Were you listening? Random to Rotten thing? Tomato movie. Oh, score. I never said it. Kryptonian Jedi symbiote dragons humans. Random Rotten Tomatoes movie score. This movie is Dune. It is, takes place in the desert, the dunes of the desert. Yeah, desert dune. Another movie that deals with sand. Ty, have you been to Universal Studios ever in your life? Yeah, a few times. You ever see the the, the show Waterworld at Universal Studios? Yep. Yep. Have you ever no seen the Waterworld film? No. That it is based on. Very bad film, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's Waterworld film. Same concept. They find land. They got the bag of sand. I haven't actually seen the movie. I'm assuming it's a lot of the same shit. Yeah. It's starring a big-name actor whose name is escaping David me. David Kevin Hasselhoff. Costner. Ah. Dennis Hopper's in it. Gian Triplehorn. Tina Mergerino. And Michael Jeter. Haven't heard of any of those people. Um, I've heard of Kevin Costner, though. Yeah, baseball guy. It has 61 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 100,000 reviews on audience score. Ty, what does it get? 1995, PG-13, 2 hours, 16 minutes, action, sci-fi, Waterworld. 12%. You are way undershooting it. 48%. Oh, okay. 48. I thought it was a complete dog shit movie. (laughs) Well, 43 audience and 48 tomatoes, so. Okay. It's not great. Yeah. It's better than 12. I originally was going to say 8. Wow. I'll bump it up. I'll do some 12. Wow, you were very low. Not even close this week, Ty. Not even close. You know, some days we are, some days we aren't. What are we reviewing next week? Next week on the schedule, we have Last Night in Soho. Scary movie, I've been told. 
Um, no. That you're going to make me go see in theaters. It's not scary. It's a thriller. There's a difference. Directed by Edgar Wright. You think I can get by pretending to have seen no. this? What, what movie did I almost do that with? I almost like full on was going to. was it? Maybe. I almost full on was going to bullshit and just come in here and just kind of fucking piggyback off you. <laughs> I didn't, but I was going to try it. <laughs> um, Edgar Wright, last night in Soho, he did Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead. Those are all scary movies. No, they're no, no. not. How scary is Last Night in Soho? Is it too terrifying for you, a wimp who just liked Anna Taylor Joy's chess adventures? Um, did, that, did that say chest adventures? Chess adventures, because oh. she played Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay. Last Night in Soho is roughly here at the Sixth Sense. That's not that scary. I mean, below it's it is thriller. Jurassic Park. It's a thriller. It's not like a fucking creepy out. Well, maybe a little, but it's supposed to just get the adrenaline flowing. Okay. It'll be fine. Spookiness, it's all the way up at Psycho. That's because it's thrilling. Okay. Not getting great reviews, but you know what? We're individuals, and we make we make our opinions for ourselves. That is true, Ty. That is true. Um, after that. We'll see if I watch it. After that, we're not sure if we're going to review Oh, no, after that, it's Eternals. We're definitely going to review that. Yeah, dummy. Marvel movie coming up, also not getting great reviews, but we're individuals and we make opinions for ourselves. 73% you said is not great views for Last Night in Soho? Oh, is it good. Is it up there? Yeah. Okay. You're just talking out of your ass. Well, it wasn't fantastic. 73. Edgar Wright makes bangers, bro. I expect 90s. You're talking out of your ass. Also, Eternals is like 62, 64. It's fine. It'll be good. Still very excited for it. Me too. Got anything else, Jay? I don't. Next next week. I already said next week. What I meant to say is be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.